Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides. For the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. This Major League Baseball episode covers every game scheduled to be played on Saturday, October 1st, 2022. In case you're new here, I've built a mathematical model for win probability. Using hitter and pitcher projections, I've created in order to make one money line or run line pick on every game that's played seven days a week, though there are no Sunday shows. Why is that important? I've said it before in case you're new here. It's important because we're always trying to make sure that the prices that we enter into the market at, especially in money line plays, that we feel confident that the probability that they hit is larger and the probability that's implied off that money line. So we're not just trying to figure out who wins. We're trying to figure out, is it a good price? Because if we figure out just who wins, but we're laying prices like minus 140, we got to be right way more than we're going to be right. So that's why the win probability part is so important. Note, these probabilities use normal starting lineups, which kind of matters now. So we're heading down to the end of the regular season, something to keep an eye on for some of these teams. Uh, and of course, current rosters up until the time I start recording. What will be shown on the banners on the screen of the thresholds with A or B grade plays so that you can make the best decisions possible based on the current odds and books you do business with. My goals for this episode are to share key information about these games, give you some things to think on, and explain why certain plays are being made in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any paper. Either here are the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with me or against me before investing your hard money. It's always saying take what you like and leave the rest. So go through my plays. Remember that there are no locks in gambling. So what we give you our loves, lights, and leans. That is A, B, and C grades to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. And as always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality. For any gambler, uh, Friday so far, I'm recording this, not all the games done, but looking like a fantastic day for us. Look like a fantastic week, one of our best weeks of the season here. Uh, it's been a good week. Totals still profitable since we started keeping track of those again here. Um, just a lot of good things, and hopefully we'll keep that going. But as I'm always saying, when things aren't going well, you never know when it's going to turn around. And as I'm always saying, when things are going well, you never know when it's going to turn around. We just got to keep good, sound betting principles when things are good and when things aren't. Things are more good than not, but when things are good, that doesn't mean we go crazy. And when things are bad, that doesn't mean we go crazy, right? So it's been a fantastic week. Let's stay disciplined. Hopefully we can continue that here. A lot of things I like here on this Saturday. Uh, but before we get to that, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Check out Horse Racing Today if you like to play the ponies. You can find their stuff at horseracingtoday.net. They've got a team of five with over 125 years of combined experience in handicapping horse races. There's an angle they don't know or bias they can't identify. The link for the YouTube shows or website are in the description. And lastly, as a reminder, we've started the Patreon page. For those of you looking to support the show, membership starts at $3 a month. Benefits get you exclusive access to the play of the day. Hey, y'all watching this, we got college football coming up today. I'll have a play of each time slot. The college football play has been going well over there. Get another baseball play of the day for you here every day. 
sometimes two a day, depending on what's going on. If I like a day game and a night game, it might give you a little double feature there, right? So a lot going on here. Uh, lots of good plays of the day. You can get there if you join that Patreon group. You can also get access to our Discord chat, ad-free and early access to the shows, and early access to the projected spreads in case you want to go ahead and take advantage of some poorly priced uh, opening lines. So lots of goodies over there. That Patreon link is right there in the crawler. We got 16 games scheduled for today. A couple of them might have some rain issues, of course, from Hurricane Ian. We'll get right to it, though. 1 p.m. Eastern, Phillies at the Nats. They're going to try to play a doubleheader today. They were initially going to try to play a doubleheader on Saturday. They moved the game up, and they shouldn't have, as it turns out that the storm caused a lot of rain throughout the day Friday. Uh, and it looks like it's going to be overnight Saturday and then clearing out sometime Saturday morning. Still some lingering chances of rain here for this 1 o'clock Eastern start. Um but it looks like it will clear through, be light, that sort of thing, uh, and or maybe delay it a little bit, but it shouldn't be too bad before it clears out. Weather-wise, it's, you know, temperature-wise, it's going to be relatively chilly. We're going to be in the mid-50s uh, for this one. The wind's been blowing in from right field at 10 to 15 miles an hour, so absolutely miserable playing weather, great pitching weather, uh, but otherwise people won't be having fun out there, I think, weather-wise. Uh, Kyle Gibson, who's really struggled on the stretch, 44 ERA on the season. Now, the underlying metrics say it shouldn't be that bad. But he just hasn't been really trustworthy the last couple of months. So face Annabelle Sanchez, who has had a pretty solid resurgence, looking as good as he's ever looked in his career with the 406 ERA. But the advanced metrics say it's not sustainable. It's a lot of good luck. He's not really this good of a pitcher. You may have already had that opinion anyway. But the advanced metrics say his ERA should be close to six. So I still think Gibson's a better pitcher. But I don't really trust either one of these guys right now. But you can see on the screen, sideline says the total should be 7.1. That's all about the weather in this one. As it's just not good conducive uh, hitting weather. And it's like we saw in April, mediocre and bad pitchers having good starts because the weather helps them out. And that's kind of what we're going to see today. Ball will just not carry in this game. Sideline says it should be Phillies minus 164. No line as of yet. Uh, but as you can see on screen, if we could get the Phillies at minus 160 or better, that would be a B-grade pick. If we could get them into the minus 140s, that would be an A-grade play. For the Nats, we're looking for really plus 170s or plus 180s before that becomes an investment that we're after. Given the low total, if I was playing the Nats, I would definitely take the run line. Uh, didn't work in Friday's afternoon game, uh, but I, I, I think it's the same principle play of they might pull it out, but with a low total, they could easily lose by one. So I think that run line offers a lot of value there. If that's the way you're going, if you're playing the Phillies, I would just play them on the money line. One of five Eastern first pitch Orioles at the Yankees. Orioles get it done for us here on Friday night, uh, winning outright for this Saturday afternoon. It'll be mid fifties and some chance of rain from Ian there lingering around. Winds will be blowing in at about 15 miles an hour, maybe a little bit across It'll definitely help the pitchers. The question is just how much is it going to help them based off of is it more in or more across, but it's definitely going to be enough in to help them. Just the question is how much. Sideline says total of 6.9. Again, just not good hitting weather here. Even though the pitchers, Nestor Cortez is solid. Voth is not. Uh, he's below average. And the Yankees have a good offense, you know, but it's just not good hitting weather here. So we're expecting a low total. In this one, and that's why I'm playing under seven and a half. The under worked brilliantly Friday night. I'm gonna play it again here on Saturday, even though it's a daytime game. It's just not gonna be good hitting weather. So playing under that set, under seven and a half. With regards to the side, right now it's priced really well. So you can see the prices on screen. You can see them in the sheet too. 
just a reference guide uh, as you're looking to, to make your wagers, what the model says, and you can deviate based off of, you know, up it or, or drop it or whatever, based off of how, how you, you know, differentiate your opinion from mine. That's totally fine. Uh, but you can see on screen my thresholds for the Yankees. And I'm really looking to get a number that starts with a one, as you can see, it's kind of my goal back in the Yankees. And right now I'm seeing minus 210. And Orioles, I'm looking to get a number that at least starts with a two. And right now I'm seeing plus 192. So you can see it's just not a good price on either right now. I'll take a chance with the Orioles on the run line just like we did last night, though. But only a C-grade pick. I don't think it offers a ton of value at minus 115. But I'm expecting a low-scoring game. So I, I think it's going to be kind of that similar two-to-one, three-to-two type game. Maybe the Orioles win. Maybe they don't. I think the run line is probably the best bet as of now. That's what I'll take, but it's not one I think offers a tremendous amount of value. But by the time you watch this based off where you're shopping around, maybe that's not the case. Maybe you've got a, a valuable play that isn't available to me right now. 210 Eastern start time Reds at the Cubs. One of the few blemishes we had on Friday. Um, the, the, the Reds offense at their part, not scoring. Uh, unfortunately, Graham Ashcraft uh, model really likes him. And he didn't get the job done. Uh, today, the Reds will turn to Nick Lodolo, who will face off against Drew Smiley, a pair of lefties. I, I think Lodolo is a better pitcher than Ashcraft. I think we probably all can agree with that. So I think the Reds stand a better chance here today. They've got a, a better pitcher. Um, ERA-wise, it's probably a wash. But remember, ERA is not the most predictive measure. The underlying metrics favor Lodolo by almost a full run per nine innings here. Sideline says Lodolo is, gets an 84 rating, whereas Smiley gets a 103. Remember, 100 is average, lower is better. So we're talking about a much better pitcher over a full standard deviation, better for Lodolo than Smiley. So I like the starting pitcher edge the Reds have. Of course, the Cubs offense is better than the Reds offense. Interestingly enough, both offenses get a boost facing left-handed pitchers. So one team doesn't really have more of an edge there. It's still just advantage Cubs offense. That's offset by the Reds' advantage with regards to the starting pitcher and their bullpen being better. So I think it all kind of amounts to be a wash. Games in Chicago, so model says the Cubs should be slight favorites because they're home to the price of minus 117. I think that makes a lot of sense. I think Lodolo is better in Smiley, but the Cubs offense is better in the Reds. So I think all that just cancels out. Cubs should be small favorites. They're just priced too high right now. As you can see on screen there, I'm looking for low minus 110s, maybe a minus 10 something for the Cubs. It's minus 127. The Reds right now are being priced at plus 117, which isn't quite good enough to back right now. But also there's no total, no run on this one, so I just want to wait. Sidelines is 6.5 as we're talking about mid-60s and wins at 10 to 15 miles an hour blowing in. Just we're always seeing matters more at Wrigley than any other park. So I'm I'm really liking an under seven in this one. An under seven and a half would be fantastic if we can get it. With a low scoring game. I'm probably going to be looking at Red's run line again in the under. It didn't work for us Friday, but that doesn't mean that one bad result means we should just throw everything away. I think it's still a solid play, and I like our chances with the Dolo. Don't know if the Reds will win necessarily. Maybe you take a chance on the money line, but I do like their chances to keep it close, and that's what offers just a lot of value there on that run line. If it is a 2-2 game late, you know, then again, we just need someone to win by one. We don't have to care who it is taking the plus one and a half with Cincinnati. That's kind of the angle I'll be looking at, but again, I'll make an official pick on this. And all the games that don't have lines as of yet, at some coming point, always check Twitter in the sheet. 307 Eastern first pitch, Red Sox at the Blue Jays. Blue Jays getting it done for us both with the money line winner and being getting to the total over by themselves. Always talk about how good that offense is. And it really showed its muscle 
on Friday, projecting the roof to be closed again here uh, for them this afternoon. Uh, Brian Bayo versus Ross Stripling, a guy in Bayo I've talked about. I really do like him a lot. I, I think he's better than average. Model gives him a 96 grade. I think he's much better than that 439 ERA. Underlying metrics say it should be about a full run better. So I think he's a good pitcher. The issue is that Ross Stripling has been extremely dependable for the Blue Jays uh, as of late, 316 ERA, and it's not really a mirage. He gets a 95 grade from the model. Uh, I, I mean, he's probably actually a little bit better than that. I mean, he's been fantastic, and I don't really think it's – I don't think it's smoke and mirrors. He's a, he's a guy I trust. Um, I'm going to be back on the Blue Jays again with an A-grade play. I, I don't quite understand this. Uh, we were fading the Blue Jays for forever, and and for the most part, it was working pretty well. And, you know, made a made a small tweak to the model, not really much. And all of a sudden now, and I think I think the prices are adjusted a little bit, and now we're backing them, and it's mostly working. So, I mean, we, we've, we've done pretty well with the Jays here, fading them when they were a little bit overpriced, and now kind of backing them when they're a little bit underpriced. But – they're playing really well. This Red Sox team's been up and down and, you know, kind of disappointing all season. They got the better offense in this game. They got the better set of relievers. I think they got the better starting – as much as I like Bayo, I think they got the better starting pitcher. They're at home. Um, I don't really know why they're minus 141. I'm locked that in as an A-grade play. As you can see on screen, anything better than minus 147. Really better than minus 150. That's kind of my personal cut point. I, I'd play them at A-grade at about minus 150. Uh, but I was able to lock in minus 141 as an A-grade play. Sideline says minus 163. I think it's way too short all over the Jays here. If you want to look run line, I don't think that's crazy. Sideline says go over again, just like yesterday. So this total should be 9.5. Actual total that I'm seeing is 8.5. I'm not sure if the Jays can get it done by themselves again. Uh, but even Boston's offense is well above average. It's just too low of a total for a hitter-friendly ballpark. Uh, Boston relievers aren't good, and the Blue Jays relievers aren't really that good either. Uh, they're better, I guess, but they're still not good. Um, I, I just, with these two offenses, I'm just really surprised this total isn't at least nine. Uh, I'd probably go over nine, but sidelines is nine and a half. And I'm half, I wouldn't go over for sure. But I, I just think we're a run too short, so I'm going to go over the eight and a half as well. It's even money as well, which is even uh, even better. Doesn't mean it'll hit. Stripling could go out there and throw a shutout, and I would just say, yeah, we talked about how good this guy could be. But this Red Sox offense is good enough. They ought to put up a few runs. Uh, I think the Jays will score plenty as well. I'm expecting a high-scoring game. I think Jays win something like 6-3, to 5-4, to four, something like that. 405 Eastern start time. Di Diamondbacks at the Giants, around 60 degrees for this one in San Francisco. Would be blowing out around 10 miles an hour. But as I'm always saying, a park that's built to minimize that impact. Drake Jameson versus Jacob Junis. There's a lot of Jays here for this one. Jameson's pitched really well. A sub-1 ERA in his 18 innings so far. And the underlying metrics say his ERA should be around 3, so it's not that much of a mirage. Uh, at this point, model says he's still about average. He had some ups and downs in his minor league uh, numbers, and he's still young and unproven. But, I mean, he's got some potential to be pretty solid for sure. He's definitely got the stuff. He just needs to harness it all. And, and you're, you're, just, you're just a little bit fearful of the inconsistency that plagued him, uh, especially at the end of this AAA season, plaguing him here in the big leagues. But so far, so good in his three starts. I guess Jacob Junis, who – has been kind of up and down model gives him about an average rating as well. 428 ERA advanced metrics, not quite as bad a guy who, if things are going well, can give you the, the, the needed six innings to have a good start, maybe seven. But if things aren't, and he goes shorter, we get to the giants bullpen and that's usually spells trouble, but the giants have been playing really well as of late. Their offense is definitely a lot better than the Diamondbacks offense. Uh, 
Um, sideline says it should be Giants minus 135. No line out yet. Projects a total of 7.7. Um, Giants been scoring a lot of runs, and the bullpen's held up here at the end of the season. If they could have had this bullpen performance they've had in September all season, they might be in the playoff race, but it's taken a long time for the relievers to actually pitch well as they've been pretty terrible most of the season. Will that hold the last several days? Hard to say, uh, but I think the Giants should be small favorites in this one. Again, you can see the prices needed for the required grades there. Uh, based off when a number comes out, you can you can make the best decision possible. Assuming it is these two pitchers, and again, if it's not, I'll update whenever I have that information. Four titties, their first pitch. A's at the Mariners of the game without a line as of now. But this one should be all Mariners. I'm projecting the roof to be open as it looks like it'll be a nice day in Seattle in the mid-70s. But J.P. Sears and Luis Castillo, as much as Castillo has been a little bit human as of late, look, I said when he was pitching fantastic when he first came over to Seattle that he wasn't that good. Like, he was definitely overperforming, and now he's underperforming. But as with most things in life, people, the truth is usually somewhere in between, right? He was never as good as uh, those first, you know, whatever it was, four or five starts. And not as bad as these last, whatever, four or five starts. He's still very good. Um, and obviously, if he's trying to get things right here, going to, the pl- going to the playoffs, facing this A's team in a pitcher-friendly ballpark in Seattle there is the recipe for success. So I expect him to have a good start here today. Sears isn't bad. I don't dislike him. I've backed him a few times when it's been advantageous, when the price has been right. But the more he's pitched, his underlying metrics continue to look a little bit worse as the ERA continues to rise a little bit. He now gets a 109 grade. So, I mean, there was a time when the model thought he was actually might be a little bit better than average, but he's gone down quickly. That's the thing with these young pitchers is that there's a lot of variability in the number. So they move a little bit quicker ups and downs where I suppose the veterans don't. And he's just a guy who hasn't looked as good. Mariners office not as good against lefties, and that's, of course, what Sears is, but they still should be pretty big favorites in this one based on the fact that their offense, even though it's worse against lefties, is still better than Oakland's. The relievers are better, and obviously with Castillo. I mean, they should be big favorites. Sideline says minus 263. I'd love a price that's in the low 200s on the Mariners, and I'd take them on the money line because I'm expecting a lo- not many runs. Sideline says 6.6. I'd love to be able to go under 7, and I'd love to get Mariners like minus 220. I don't know if I'm going to get either of those. If I'm going to grab the A's, maybe you take a shot on, on the money line. I'd love, if I could get plus 300, you can't pass it up on the A's. Uh, you know, Sears being a lefty, the Mariners struggle against lefties. They could win this game, right? Weird things happen in baseball all the time. So plus 300, you can't pass up if it's on Oakland. Maybe you take the run line instead. But I mean, that, that sort of price is just way too high. But who knows what we'll see out there, of course. Uh, but like I said, I definitely would also like to go under seven if that's available. The night game, 6-10 Eastern, first pitch Royals and the Guardians. Guardians just keep rolling. I mean, there's not much else to say. I'm surprised they scored so many runs. Uh, you know, in this one, kind of expecting more of a 4-3 game, not a 6-3 game, but, you know, they still keep winning for us. Uh, this one will be mid-60s. Winds will be blowing in at 15 to 20 miles an hour. You're going to have some massively strong winds blowing in on this one. Total 7.5. Sideline says 7.1. I think right now it's got some, that 7.5 has got some juice to it. It's it's one I, I looked at a long time trying to figure out if I should go under or not. Official recommendation, it's really on the edge. I'm not, I'm not making it an official recommendation. Here's why. 
the weather is not home run friendly and major league baseball offenses are built to be off the home run. We've talked about this a lot. If you've been with me for any time, we talked about that's just their higher percentage of runs come off, come off of home runs in, in these times than ever before in the history of the game. It's not about, you know, it's, it's about walks, right? It's about hitting for power. Here's the thing though. We aren't going to see many home runs in this game, I don't think. I mean, you're going to have to just destroy a ball, and it's possible, but it's not likely. But I just am not trusting this these pitching, the, the pitchers in this game, to not just walk guys and just give up line drives. You know, if you're a hitter, you know you can't just change your swing up, right? It, look, you're sitting there on the couch and you're saying, "Oh, I just try to hit a line drive." Like you can't. Your the swings are tight. They, they do this thousands and thousands of times. So they're not thinking about it, right? They can't just all of a sudden change their swing. But these pitchers get hit hard, and they can give up hit give up a lot of line drives in the gap, and it wouldn't be a home run, but it could still be a double, right? Or what would have been a double can still be a single, and you give up a bunch of those in a row with a walk. With these pitching, there could be some crooked numbers in this game. If we couldn't stay under here. Uh, with the pitching matchup on Friday night, I'm just I'm just nervous. The weather sets up for it because there won't be any home runs, but I just I can see some crooked numbers here. I don't really trust either one of these starting pitchers. So I'm not recommending under seven and a half on this one, but I really debated it. Maybe there's a team total or something like that you can find that you like here because the weather again, or you know, if you got some sort of like, will there be a home run hit or something type prop? I, no home runs in this game, I don't think. Uh, with with <laughs> almost 20 mile an hour winds blowing in. Is not going to be easy to hit a home run, especially like I said, 65 degree weather, uh, not being really warm, you know. But like I guess that I just don't trust either one of these pitchers, Chris Bubich and Zach Plesak. Sideline says both of them are worse than average. Uh, you know, a Bubich is a 581 ERA. Now, it's probably not that bad. The advanced metrics, though, say it should still be in the upper fours. Plesak's a mid fours guy, and that's pretty accurate for him. The Guardians relievers are solid, you know, but at this point, they're not going to be throwing all of them, try to win every single game, pushing them too hard. So, I mean, you never know which ones you're going to see. The Royals relievers aren't very good. Um, this Royals offense is, is better against a righty and closer to league average. The Guardians offense is solid. I mean, it, it, it's not good weather, but I just there's just too many ways that this total can go awry, so I'm not recommending the under. Uh, instead, I'm going to play the Guardians at minus 185. First time in a while, though, we haven't had an A-grade play on the Guardians. It's only a B-grade play, as you can see on screen, that the current price of minus 185 that I'm seeing just ekes into that threshold for a B-grade play. So that's good enough for a B-grade for me. Again, we just want to make sure we're not paying too steep of a price in the Guardians. We're seeing like minus 186, minus 187, maybe sure you fudge it. But I mean, if you're looking at like minus 200 on the Guardians, you can play them, but it's just not a play that I'm really liking those 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 odds on because we know that, you know, the price that we're paying matters in the long run because if they lose, we're giving up a whole lot worse. We just want to make sure we don't pay play too steep here. Um, minus 185, good enough for a B grade. Uh, B grade pick's been doing really well for months now, so I, I think it's worth an investment. It's just not the value that I want to be heavily invested based off the fact that we've only got a portion of our portfolio that we can put in any one single game. I just don't want to max out here on this Guardians game like I did on Friday night's game. 16 Eastern start time, Twins at the Tigers. Twins rocking and rolling for us, getting us to, if, if you had that, uh, I lucked in seven and a half, over seven and a half at plus odds. If you, if you went with the over seven, which is probably what most of you got, you got to push on it all because of the Twins. Uh, I'm back in the Twins again here, another A-grade play. 
sideline says it should be minus 176 and the actual price is minus 123. I mean, this is a no brainer, a great play. I, I don't quite understand it. The twins did struggle for a little bit, but they're still a pretty solid team. We've seen them play pretty well the last week, week or so. And you saw what they did Friday. I mean, this Tigers team still isn't good all of a sudden, and, and the Twins still have a lot of talent. I don't really love Dylan Bundy, but I think he's a better pitcher than Drew Hutchison. Um, both of them have pretty rough ERAs and underlying metrics, but I, I still think Bundy's more trustworthy than Drew Hutchison is, which isn't saying much. Bundy gets a 109 grade and Hutchison a 119. So, I mean, it's, it's not pretty either way, but I still think Bundy's the better pitcher. The Twins relievers are better. The Twins offense is better. This is all Twins here. Uh, and like I said, I don't really quite understand why this number is so short. Uh, Sideline says 9.1 on the runs. I'm going to go over 7.5 at minus 120. Maybe the Tigers can help us out and try to get a runner. So here, uh, but we're talking about winds blowing out to right field at 10 to 15 miles an hour. So I mean, a routine fly ball got a chance to be a double. A double's for sure going to be a homer if it has any carry to it at all. I mean, mid 60s to start, low 60s to close. So not going to really get any help from the temperature, uh, but we are going to get a lot of help from the wind. So expecting a lot of runs again, subpar starting pitching. I don't expect that the Tigers to be shut out. Uh, like they were on Friday night. I expect them to get two or three runs themselves, but I do expect the Twins to put up uh, some big numbers themselves off of Drew Hutchison and a Tigers set of relievers that just continues to grade worse and worse and worse by the week, it seems, as they've really struggled down the stretch, just worn out from all the innings they've thrown all season. So I'm all over the Twins, and I'm all over this over as well. 7-5 Eastern, game two of that doubleheader in Washington. So a chance of some lingering showers hanging around for this one. Uh, Weather-wise, mid to low 60s. Winds will be blowing in at 5 to 10 miles an hour, projecting what we thought would be game two here on Friday. Now we're projecting that for game two on Saturday. Noah Syndergaard and Tommy Romero, a bullpen game for the Nats if it gets there. Uh, no, no pick on this one yet. And just like I did on Friday, you're, I think you really want to wait and see how the game plays out, how much of the Nats bullpen has been used in game one. It's obviously a big question, but but if their bullpen's really used up a ton in game one, that's going to really hurt them in game two because they're going to have to find innings somewhere out where they're going to come from. Um, if their bullpen's a little bit salvaged, maybe you like the Nats' chances a little bit more in game two. That Noah Syndergaard, not a great pitcher, but at least decent, respectable, can, can eat some innings up. Um, just a lot depends on how game one goes to figure out what you think about game two. Uh, right now, though, assuming nothing crazy, a sideline says a total of 7.6. And Phillies minus 191. 17 Eastern first pitch Marlins at the Brewers. I got to tell you, I feel like I nailed this one. I <laughs> said that we had sideline had a total of 5.4, which is the lowest total I've seen all season. So fittingly, we get a one nothing ball game and that Marlins run line comes through for us. Uh, won't be quite as the same story here uh, tonight on this one as sideline projected total of 7.5. So uh, lower scoring game still, but not quite like we have with obviously uh, Alcantara and Burns. Edward Cabrera versus Aaron Ashby in this one. Cabrera gets a pretty average grade. Ashby a little bit better. The ERAs are very misleading in this one. Cabrera's underlying metrics say he's not nearly as good as that 315 ERA, and Ashby's say he's actually a lot better than that 450 ERA. So I actually have Ashby as the better pitcher here. Cabrera obviously tons of potential, uh, but just not a guy that I really trust at this point. Sideline says Brewers minus 163. Again, no line out on this one. Check Twitter in the sheet later on, and I'll have an updated play for you.
7.15 Eastern first pitch Pirates at the Cardinals. Cardinals eking out a win for us here on Friday night. Here on Saturday, we'll have around 70 degrees to start, low 60s to close. Winds will be blowing in about five to eight miles an hour. Had an easy under on this one. And I said, hey, it's just maybe questionable pitching, but pitcher-friendly ballpark, pitcher-friendly weather. Let's ride that under, and that worked out. I'm doing the same thing here. I'm going to ride this under seven. Sideline says it should be six. Pitching here is actually starting pitching pretty solid, and it's still pretty pitcher-friendly weather. You know, it's starting off, you know, be in the upper 60s or so for the most of this game, which doesn't really help too much. But the wind blowing in in that ballpark, it sets up to be a low-scoring game. So I really like this under seven here. Luis Ortiz and Jordan Montgomery, both guys grade out above average. Ortiz, uh, prospect who's looked really good in his three starts, 117 ERA, and the advanced metrics hit should be about three. Got a lot of potential, gets a 94 grade, and that's still less than Jordan Montgomery. Or worse than Jordan Montgomery, who gets an 88 grade, who's been fantastic for most of the season. 350 ERA in the advanced metrics say there's that's no mirage. So I mean, two pitchers that I that I like and that I trust here. Obviously, have to worry about the Pirates relievers giving up runs, but they didn't give up any uh, here on Friday. Again, it's good weather. It's going to help them out a lot. So I'm going with the under. And right now, not really seeing any value. On any of the sides, sideline says it should be Cardinals minus 228. The price I'm seeing on the on them is minus 237. You can see that's 15 cents away from what I need for a B-grade pick. But for the Pirates, I'm really needing plus 230s, plus 240s, really hopefully plus 250s before I'm excited about a Pirates play. And the price I'm seeing is plus 213. So right now there's no value. Maybe by the time you watch this, there is. I'm going to take the Pirates right now on the run line with a C-grade pick. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, which means there's a little bit of extra value in the plus one and a half uh, because of the way that a lower-scoring game increases the probability of a one-score game. So I think the books are missing out on uh, the correct probability of the Pirates losing by one run because they think there's going to be more runs than I think there will be. So I think there's a little bit of value in the Pirates run line, but not enough to be too invested in. And I don't really trust these Pirates relievers. So only a C-grade pick because I don't want to be too invested in them. But I don't think the Pirates are a bad look in this one. Given these prices, it's just they might hang in there. They might pull it out. I think it's worth a flyer, but it's not really worth the heavy investment. Uh, but Luis Ortiz is a solid pitcher, and he, it's being priced as if it's a massive mismatch here with regards to the pitching. And I don't think that's true while he's in the game. So I think maybe that's the, the angle to look. Maybe some Pirates, something maybe Pirates first five, you know, uh, might be worth a look. But I really think my trust in Ortiz also guides this under, which, like I said, I think that's probably your best bet for this one is just take the under seven. 720 Eastern Mets and Braves, another one that we just completely nailed on Friday where I said I would not go under six and a half. I know these two pitchers are fantastic, but I said the wind is blowing out way too much and someone's going to hit some home runs. And sure enough, there were four home runs hit in that game, giving us to seven runs. So just the exact carbon copy of what I said played out. We got an acre with, with the Braves and the plus odds in a game that was a whole lot more coin tossy than the odds makers expected. Uh, for this one, it's a similar story with regards to the weather. It's going to be around 70 degrees to start, hanging in the upper 60s for most of it, and the winds will be blowing out at 10 to 15 miles an hour. So we're still going to have the good possibility of some routine fly balls, some deep fly balls that would have been outs carrying over for home runs. We're going to have another intense playoff atmosphere. It should be a really fun one to watch if you can pry your eyes away from the college football. Max Scherzer and Kyle Wright, 
an, an undercard compared to how good the pitching was Friday, uh, but still a fantastic matchup. Two pitchers who are really good that I can't really sing their praises enough. Two, two really good pitchers. Oh, I guess Scherzer gets a 74 grade. That's fantastic. Kyle Wright gets an 85 grade. Given that he was a no-name at the start of the season, that's fantastic. I mean, two really good pitchers, but I'm going to go over. Six and a half. It's juiced at minus one twenty-five. Sideline says seven point eight, but it's it's not drastically different with regards to how it's priced from Friday to Saturday. But the starting pitching is worse, and it's the same weather situation where, like I said, someone's going to hit some home runs, and so I'm going to go over six. I wasn't willing to go over six and a half on Friday because I thought there might be some home runs, but I was just nervous with how good the pitching was. I was really nervous it could end up being four to two. And we were one solo home run away from it being four to two or five to one. We were one solo home run away from being five to one, right? So it was just a little scary there, but I was just nervous about the home runs. But this one, Sideline projects his total should be closer to eight, that we're getting too caught up in how good the starting pitching is and not realizing that these offenses are good. Mets offense doesn't get that ding anymore, right? Yesterday we talked about this. Mets offense, pretty left-handed heavy. I don't like them as much against a lefty and Max Free. Now they're facing a righty, so that Mets offense a little bit better here tonight on a Saturday. So, uh, again, just decent enough weather with that wind blowing out, pitching good, but also these offenses are good. And a fairly hitter-friendly ballpark, as long as it's not you know cold wind blowing in, this place plays, you know, in October last year, we saw a lot of cold nights, especially late in the playoffs with the wind blowing in, a bunch of two-to-one ball games, right? But when blowing out here at this park, it plays pretty hitter-friendly. So I'm going to go over six and a half. And I'm going to take the Braves again. But I'm only, I've am only i only got about a B grade because right now the price is plus 106. And they don't get quite the same benefit because they're throwing a righty. So it's just a little bit of a difference in that I'm giving the Mets a little bit more respect here in this game than I did yesterday because I think they got a little bit better of a chance to win going against a righty. Sideline says this should be a straight-up coin toss at the Mets' edges. With regards to the starting pit, bullpen and offense is just a complete wash. Yesterday I said it wasn't because the Mets going against the lefty, but today the bullpens and the offense is a, is a wash. The only edge you've got is Scherzer's a little bit better of a pitcher than Kyle Wright. That's offset by the Braves being the home team. Coin toss game straight up. So I think the Braves plus 106. It's just not good enough odds to be super excited about. I think it's a smart investment. Again, if I could literally flip a coin right now and say, you wager 100 bucks, and if you pick right, you win 106. We should all be taking that bet, <laughs> right? And so taking it, now, I, you shouldn't be giving it. That'd be a dumb bet to give, <laughs> to give right? But uh, that's what we're talking about here. It's just a straight coin toss situation. Uh, plus 106, I think, makes sense. It's just not high enough to be super excited about. So that's why it's a B-grade pick. If you can get, as you can see on screen, if you can get better than plus 110, that's an A-grade play because, again, it doesn't change the probability that you win, but it does change the payout which really matters in money line sports. And if that confuses you again, I got, I got a link in the show's description for an article that I wrote up. You can read if that's something that just doesn't quite jive with you. I've tried to explain that concept. Most of you are all on board and, and you understand, but if you're a little bit newer and you don't know, check out that article, help explain why the price matters so much with money line wagering. 720 Eastern first pick. Rays at the Astros. Got the Rays here on Friday. Took them on the run line. Could have taken them on the money line as they got a pretty easy win there. But the guy I talked about always liking in, in Drew Rasmussen there. Shane McClanahan will get the start here on Saturday against Christian Javier is what we're projecting. No line out yet. Uh, McClanahan looking a little bit human here as of late. That's not really um, what you want to see from him. Still a very good pitcher. Still a better pitcher than Javier but a little bit of concern. The Astros offense is definitely a lot better 
uh, on this one, and they're so right-handed heavy that facing a lefty actually gives them a little bit of a boost. We saw the last time they faced McClanahan, they did some damage to him. So I'm always talking about these. This Astros team is set up to hit lefties pretty well. Sideline says it should be Astros minus 128 with a total of 7.3. Again, I'll make updates and picks when that becomes available. 840 Eastern first pitch, White Sox at the Padres. Around 70 degrees for this one. Winds blowing in or across at 5 to 10 miles an hour. Dylan Cease and Mike Clevenger. This will be Dylan Cease's last start of the season. So you might get a little bit more out of him. Nothing really to hold back. Uh, might, go a, might go an extra inning than usual. Might have a little bit extra better stuff than usual. because there's, there's nothing to hold back for here as this will be his last start. So something to keep in mind there for a guy who's had a fantastic season. 206 ERA. Um, just a much better pitcher than Mike Clevenger. And that's part of the reason why I'm on the White Sox here at plus 106. This is a pretty close to a coin toss game. Not quite like, um, you know, quite not quite as much of a coin toss as the Braves bets game, in my opinion. But I still think the White Sox at plus 106 makes sense. As you can see on screen, sideline one's plus 107 for a B grade pick, but it's plus 106 right now. I'm going to lock it in as a B grade. I think it's close enough. I really like backing Cease in this spot, and I really don't like Mike Clevenger uh, whatsoever. I think the difference between these two starting pitchers is much larger than the difference between the caliber of these offenses, and I trust the White Sox pin more than I trust the Padres pin. So I'll take the White Sox at plus odds here. Total is 7. Sideline says 7.6, but I'm going to pass on this total um, just given that I'm not really sure if Cease comes out like I'm kind of expecting him to. I'm not sure how many runs the Padres are going to score. It's a pitcher-friendly ballpark. It's just not a total that I want to be invested in. If you want to trust the model, go for it, but it's not an official recommendation for me. Uh, just given the, the extra question marks around what we're going to get from Dylan Cease here on this one, I expect a little bit better than usual. Um, and so I just I don't want to be on the over seven in that regard. Line of seven, first pitch, Rangers at the Angels. Around 70 degrees for this one as well. Winds will be blowing out and around 5 to 10 miles an hour to start, but then dying down as the night goes on like we typically do see in the Los Angeles area. A pair of lefties in Cole Reagans and Jose Suarez. Suarez gets an average rating from the model, 406 ERA in the advanced metrics. See, that's pretty spot on. Reagans, a 450 ERA in the advanced metrics. See, that's not too far off either. So a pretty big edge here on the starting pitcher for Jose Suarez. As I mentioned, neither set of relievers I trust whatsoever, but I do think the Angels' offense is a little bit better than the Rangers' offense. And the Angels' offense is pretty right-handed heavy at this point, so it gets a little bit of a boost facing a lefty. Sideline says this should be Angels minus 163. The current price is minus 140. As you can see on screen, minus 146 would be an A-grade place. Minus 140 meets that criteria. I love the Angels here in this spot. I think the price is too short, so I'm all over them. Minus 140. And I'll try my hand at the over again. Hasn't really worked for us in these Angels games, but I think they're going to score a lot of runs in this one. I like the over eight and a half. It's plus 110. The other way you can look is over eight at normal odds. I think we can get to a ninth run here. This is a 6-3 type Angels win, in my opinion. I think we can get to nine runs. I'm going to take a chance on the over again. I just think that the Rangers are good enough to score a little bit off of the Angels bullpen. And I think the Angels will be scoring runs all night on this one. So I'll take the over and an A-grade play of the Angels at minus 140. Wrapping us up here on Saturday, Rockies at the Dodgers. 
similar weather here just down the road in LA around 70 degrees for most of this one. Winds be blowing out again, dying down as the night goes along. It's basically a carbon copy of what we have in Anaheim and San Diego. The only difference with San Diego is the wind's a little bit different direction. Uh, Kyle Freeland and Michael Grove. Grove's been okay in his uh, work since he's been called up. 407 ERA, advanced metrics say, it's probably not that good. So he projects a little bit below average. Kyle Freeland projects right at average, 463 ERA, a little bit inflated because of pitching most of his games in Coors. Dodgers should be massive favorites in this one. Sideline says 256. The current price is 240. As you can see on screen, that would be a B grade pick. I just don't want to lay minus 240. So I'm going to take the Dodgers in the run line. It's minus 115. That's a B grade pick. Uh, for me, too steep with the home team to give an A-grade pick here. And I have no idea if the Dodgers are going to have their regular lineup in. They get a ding already facing a lefty. So if they don't have their full lineup in, this would be a great night to give Freddie Freeman a rest, for example. The model's already kind of okay with that or kind of already thinking about that. But you just, yeah, they're probably going to give some guys the night off, you know, either Saturday and or Sunday off, one of the two. And so I, just, I just don't know if they have a full lineup. So I just, I'm not too confident back in the Dodgers. I don't know, I don't know what they're going to do. But I really think this Rockies team is done. I mean, they've been pretty terrible as of late. Um, they've been mostly terrible all season. Uh, and, and I just, I don't see them. Kyle Freeland has the chance to turn it around for him here in this game. But offensively, I just don't see them. They just haven't looked very good in a long while now. They don't hit well on the road anyway. Uh, so I just don't think they're going to do much offensively. And so it's it's kind of really just up to, to Kyle Freeland. And I still think this Dodgers offense, even if it's not a complete one, is still better than that. So I'll, I'll play the Dodgers, be great pick on the run line to save myself on the odds. But it's not a super confident play because I just don't know what's going to happen in this one. So worth an investment, not a heavy investment, though, in my opinion. Sidelines is 8.2, totals 8. It's a stay away from me on the total, kind of for some of the reasons I mentioned before. There's just a lot of question marks, so that's just not a, I don't want to be invested in that market uh, on that one. That is all the games we have so far as of now. I have three A-grade plays. Again, remember, check Twitter. There's a lot of games. They don't have totals on. Hopefully, the pitchers don't change. This information is still good, and it's not half of this show is not useful information, and it's just we're making plays based off the information we already talked about. But if any pitcher change happens, I'll update that, of course, um, and I'll add all those plays. Check Twitter and check the suite. Check the sheet. Might have more A-grade plays. And again, you might have A-grade plays based off numbers that have moved that you can get better edges than I am able to get right now. So, Always be looking at that because the threshold for A and B grade is so much about the price because that's driving the value that's driving our profits this season. It's not about picking winners. And, and that sounds kind of crazy, but it's, it's not because if you're betting good plus odds, you can still win less than half your games and be profitable. And some of the best handicappers in the world betting baseball will only win 45% of their games, but they're betting only big plus odds and they're picking the right spots. So it's, it's about making sure you got value. And if you're, if you're winning 60% of your games, but you're betting always minus 190, you're going to be losing money, right? So it's not about, do you hit 60%? Do you hit 45%? It's which ones do you hit? And that's what drives the A grade and B grade picks for me. So you might get different picks than I do that are A grade and B grade based off the value. That's what I'm trying to drive, trying to teach y'all about. Right now I've got three. Blue Jays minus 141 at home against the Red Sox. Twins minus 123 at the Tigers and Angels minus 140 at home against the Rangers. That's all I've got for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. Check out the website if you haven't yet. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. Don't forget to subscribe so you can ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I will see you again Monday 
with more baseball betting picks. Week six, college football. Got a lot going on this weekend in all the sports. As always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.